0: What's going on, y'all? This is Kelly Clarkson. Welcome to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. The very first podcast dedicated to the original idol, Kelly Clarkson. Here are your hosts, Jeremy and Pam.
1: Welcome to another episode of Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Jeremy.
0: And my name is Pam. And today we are going to be doing a fun little episode where Jeremy and I are going to explore each of Kelly's albums that she has put out. And talk about them and rank them with keeping in mind that we're not going to be talking about the singles. So, for example, we're going to be talking about the Breakaway album, but take out all the singles and then we have the rest of the album. We're going to rank them based off of the album tracks. And yes. And it's fun.
1: Maybe we can call this episode "If None If No One Had Singles.
0: If No One Had <laughs> Singles. <laughs> All right, I like it. It'll work. Okay, it'll work.
1: We're running. We're running with it. Sure. All right. So yes, we are going to take an. Ex, uh, we're going to examine Kelly's entire catalog, her entire discography, and we're going to rip out the singles from every single album and then judge those records based on that. And Pam, what better place to start than with Kelly's first album, Thankful? And with this one, we are losing several songs from the album. In fact, I believe. We are going to lose five songs. Yes. We're going to lose Miss Independent, Low, The Trouble With Love Is, uh, A Moment Like This, and Before Your Love.
0: Yes. Because even though A Moment Like This and Before Your Love weren't like officially released from Thankful, they were released prior to that when she won Idol. So they were still singles. So we're going to just eliminate them. um, And we're left with, what, like seven-ish songs left, give or take?
1: Yeah. And we should probably mention that this is one of the few cases where songs that were not technically released as singles from the album actually happened. Now, there's other cases down the road where songs came out prior to the release of the album, but they weren't released as singles. They were more released as one off songs on streaming platforms, for instance. Uh, When we're talking about the Wrapped in Red album, uh, there was the I'll Be Home for Christmas, which was released as a standalone single, uh, I would say about a year before Wrapped in Red came out. But it wasn't released as a commercial single that was played on the radio or at least released for radio. So we're not counting that as a single. That is still part of the album itself. It was just released out of sync with the album, so to speak. And and I guess if we're going to stay on the Christmas front. Very much the same with a lot of the stuff that came out on When Christmas Comes Around, like All I Want for Christmas is You, Christmas Eve, Under the Mistletoe. None of those songs were technically released as singles. They were just released as one-offs, but they're still probably part of the album proper.
0: Yeah, so we're going to figure that out as we go along.
1: (laughs) Yes. We'll figure it out. Meantime, we're going to start off with Thankful. And as Pam said, we are going to be only left... With seven songs on the album. And here's the track list. The album is now going to start off. It's actually more kind of an EP than anything. It's going to start off with Some Kind of Miracle, followed by What's Up Lonely, Just Missed the Train, Beautiful Disaster, despite the fact that that song actually was a single in the UK. We are going to keep it um, because it wasn't out as a single until like eight years later. Wait, seriously? So we don't... Yeah, yeah, Beautiful Disaster charted in the UK like eight years after thankful came out why I have no idea the English are strange
0: we love the (laughs) English I have English relatives yes if anyone I love yeah I'm actually drinking some tea from England right now that's well ooh la la I know no my point being if anyone listening in the UK knows that reason please like tweet us because I didn't know that that's very weird but very cool anyway keep going
1: uh, then we have You Thought Wrong, Thankful, and Anytime. Those are the remaining songs on the album. And Pam, I gotta say, just at first glance, without even really sitting down and, and studying the album, this would be Kelly's weakest album of them all.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's pretty far down on my list um of what like of, of my my ranking. We're I'm gonna we're we're gonna go through our like final ranking at the end, but this is definitely towards the bottom. Love these songs, but, like, again, yeah, not the most – not the strongest. Um, You know, I've been very clear about my thoughts about, like, Beautiful Disaster. Um, yes. I don't love Some Kind of Miracle. It's fine. I just – I always skip it. And when you – when I when, – out of the seven songs, if there are already two that I automatically skip, it's going to be a lot lower of a track listing. Um, yeah. I think this was an example of an album that R.C. did really well with picking singles off of.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And also, you know, it's an album that Kelly didn't have a whole lot of say in. So it's a lot of songs that were written for her. I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of and you can go back and listen to our thankful breakdown. But there's a lot of really big name songwriters on this album. It's just that the songs didn't really translate with Kelly. You know, she you could tell that she's not feeling these songs. You know, she can't really relate to them like she can with other songs that are written for her later in her career so this this album is a more bit of a disconnect with the actual artist. It's really the only album that disconnects with Kelly herself, in my opinion. um And yeah, like some kind of miracle, not much of a lead off <laughs> track from an album. um I, Pam, I think you know, if I were going to look at this album as a whole, if it were just these seven songs, again, without the popular singles that everybody knows and loves, I would say i'm 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 bouncing between thankful. And what's up, lonely? As the singles.
0: Okay, so if you were to choose a single out of those seven tracks, that's what you're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we're also going to do that. We're also going to pick singles based off of um, what's left. You know what's left on the album, and you know if you've been again following along with the podcast for a while, you know that whenever we do an album breakdown, we always say this song should have been a single. So you're probably going to hear some familiar choices, but yeah I think if if I'm gonna go with this, I'm gonna say what's up lonely or or thankful for for my singles
0: I think what's up lonely is a really good choice um yeah. I think if I were to debate between two, it would be that and just missed the train and I think just missed the train was a contender to possibly actually be a single, and it was I think Jen was telling us that right or am I, am I making that up
1: yeah yeah um that was where you know Kelly was sort of going back and forth between low and just missed the train. And she had Jen sort of secretly put up a poll uh, for Kelly's purposes uh, up on the message boards and the fans voted for low and ultimately just missed the train never ended up being a single.
0: So I, I think, I think that could be a really good choice. Um, You know, as much as I love you thought wrong, I know Jeremy doesn't like it, but as much as I love it, like I know that wouldn't be the, although it's my favorite out of the seven, I know for a fact it would not be a good single choice, so that's kind of you. Kind of have to put that little hat on, and as we go along on the episode, I do have some changes to my "Should Have Been a Single" um, episode oh. that we did. I do have a few changes, I think, because um, I think I think
1: we we reserve that right to make changes when you're, you know, because your feelings change, you know, from six months ago. You might be feeling a different song now. Because I will actually, I'll tell you later on in the podcast. There's actually an album that I think might even hold up nearly as well without the singles as it does with. Interesting.
0: Interesting. And it's also because I don't know, you kind of have to go ahead and think of when you're picking singles, you can't just think about what's the catchiest song and you can't think about what your favorite song is. There's a way more to it. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was the case, then every little pop rock song that she's put out would be singles in my eyes, but that's not realistic. Yeah. You also have to think of the time frame of like when the songs come out and what, what's popular, you know. Um, uh, if Low came out now it wouldn't it wouldn't do anything, but it was like it was very yeah. that kind of Michelle Branch theme was very popular in the early two thousands
1: yeah. yeah, it sounded right for the times for sure, yeah, and i have you know I have an immense amount of love for the song anytime but I love it for my own reasons, not because I'm like, oh, this is just the most commercially viable song. I just love it so much. (laughs) Like that's, that's not the reason why I love songs on these albums. So uh, otherwise I would just say, oh yeah, anytime that's my favorite song. That's going to be the single. It's because Uh, you're the the
0: biggest from Justin to Kelly fan.
1: That's exactly what it is. Um, But like Pam said, you know, you have to kind of put a different hat on when you're trying to pick these songs that best represent an album. And you know, you have to think about, okay, these, I've always said this about, singles from albums. You always have to imagine a single that's released from an album like a commercial. It's this little tidbit, this little snippet of the album they're using to try to entice you to buy the entire record. At least that's the way it was back in the day of thankful before you could go and buy individual songs or, you know, just stream things. Um, you know, they wanted you to get a taste of what the album sounded like so that you would hopefully go out and buy the whole thing. And so that's why they released singles. Well, nowadays, you know, the album format is sort of in a a slow decline, a slow decay. Some people say the album is dead. Other, you know, more purists are saying that they're trying to keep it around. Either way, uh, these songs definitely sound different in the context of not having their more popular, powerful singles behind them.
0: Yeah, they do. They sound like just like a just a collection of songs and they're nice. But I think. Especially low, a moment like this in this independent really were like the anchors for that album to really make it this yep. this smash hit, the smash debut that it was.
1: Yep. All right, let's move on to Breakaway. This is going to ultimately end up being Kelly's shortest album of them all. If we were to release the singles for obvious reasons, because there were massive singles off of this album, uh, we're losing. I think is it five or six. Well, so I think we're losing. Six I don't know. Total, are we, we?
0: Are we considering Gone a single?
1: I am considering Gone a single. Okay.
0: Then we're losing six. Because Gone, yeah. as we had mentioned in our breakdown for Breakaway, Gone, most places in the world did not get it as a single, but a couple of markets did, including New York. We actually did get it very, very briefly. I remember hearing it on Z100 a couple times, and my mind was blowing a little bit. So it wasn't super. It was definitely out the, of the songs that everyone knows that were out. It's definitely the one that's like was the least popular, least successful. But it did get some commercial success.
1: Yeah, I think it's the most fringe single of the entire album, but we are going to go ahead and count it as such. So with that, we now have only six songs remaining on the Breakaway album. By the way, also a lot of her albums without the singles also now just have these floating titles that don't make any sense because the single that they bear the name of are no longer on the album. Uh, So for uh, Breakaway, we have the album starts off with Addicted, which is a pretty good lead off for the album followed by where is your heart you found me i hate myself for losing you hear me and then the album ends once again with the live version of beautiful disaster
0: i think i mean again i'm biased i adore this album this is my desert island album um mm-hmm. and i just think it's i think it's a fantastic collection of b-side tracks i think yeah i think it's the strongest to be honest of all the albums we're going to be talking about i think um Mm -hmm. That being said, though, I this is hard because my the song I did choose as my single to like pick one was going to be gone. But now that we're that's excluded from this list, I have to think about this.
1: Yeah, mine is a little easier. In fact, I think this album is actually despite the fact it's only three songs deep. I actually think it's still relatively deep with single possibilities. First and foremost, I think it's. A no-brainer, I think Addicted would be the first single off of this album. I still think that's a great song. I think it's a good representation of the vibe of the entire album. And I would be very confident putting it out as a lead single on this album. Now, Pam and I sort of said that we would only really choose like one, maybe two singles off of each album because we didn't want to get too existential about this. But I could honestly do three. I could do Addicted, and then I would do You Found Me. And then I would probably do "Hear Me" as the third single. Interesting.
0: Um, Out of the six songs, "Addicted" and "Hear Me" are definitely my favorites, but I don't know if I would choose either of them as singles. Uh, I mean, really, I don't. I mean, I think "Hear Me" would do pretty well because I think "Hear Me" was definitely like in the same vein as like Hazel Eyes. I think it has a kind of similar vibe, so I think Mm -hmm. it could do well. But I don't know. I'm thinking of the you know to 10, 11-year-olds who are sitting in the back of their mom's minivan listening to the radio, they're not going to be singing, you know, I'm hooked on you, I need to fix, you know, that line. <laughs> I mean, maybe they are. I don't know. Um, for some reason, I want to – for some reason, Where's Your Heart is the one that stuck with me the most because I could hear it on multiple formats. You know, I could hear it on the Top 40 station in 2005, not now.
1: Mm-hmm. In 2005,
0: yeah. I could. And I could also hear it on like the you know light f m kind of stations, oh, for sure, and I think that's what's important because when you're picking a single, you obviously want to cater to your hardcore fans, and more importantly, you want to cater to the general public, so I think that's a song where it would cater to both audiences, and there's the the thing about this there's no right or wrong answer, so yeah, um
1: all purely opinion it's
0: purely opinion so i think i'm gonna go with where is your heart again not my favorite of these six tracks but i think that's the one i would go for with a realistic viewpoint i don't know but i love it okay. i love hear me those are literally my two favorites um from this list
1: how do you feel like i mean without giving your ranking how do you think this album still ranks without its singles
0: incredible i really do i mean it's funny because my least favorite song on the entire album is still a song that I listen to a lot, and that is you found me it's i I do like mm-hmm. it it's just my least favorite out of all of them um but I think it says a lot when you have an album that you still want to listen to every single track and not like as yeah. like a filler song like you genuinely want to listen to it um, i think
1: i think- I like what you said earlier about how this is how we would feel about the singles for the album in 2005, not 2022. Yes. Because I think that you found me is a song that still very much fit. Um, and I'll use her again as your example, as like that Michelle branch, female pop rock sound. I think it still really fit that vibe for that era. Um, definitely not now for sure, but, um, but yeah, I, I completely see where you're coming with that.
0: Yeah. Um, and again, yeah, you kind of have to, think about all these albums and think about who else was popular during that time because you know, the artists that were popular in 2003 compared to 2009, so different, so different. You know, the only one that's probably consistent in the pop world that I can think of off the top of my head is maybe pink. Um, but other than that, like that was who, that was who
1: came to mind for me too. Yeah.
0: But everyone else in the pop world, it's been so, um, it's been like a roller coaster, but anyway, Mm -hmm. yeah, I think this is such a solid group of six songs. I really do. And, uh, you know, if the singles that we know of didn't exist from this album and these were the, the core six to start with, I still think it would be a really successful album. I really do.
1: Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Kelly's third album, My December. Again, we are plucking the singles out of the albums and we are letting the rest of the tunes stand on their own as a standalone album. And with My December, surprisingly enough, we are going to be losing four songs. Uh, Obviously, we're going to be losing Never Again and Sober, as well as Don't Waste Your Time, and we are going to include One Minute, because that was a single over in Australia. This is not a purely American podcast, so when singles are released in other countries, we do count those uh, as singles being released by Kelly herself. So uh, surprisingly, for an album that struggled commercially as much as My December did um, we are still losing a, a hefty number of songs from the album. But that said, Pam, you know, I think that they were the real meat on the bone, so to speak, when it came to this particular record.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at so what we're what we are currently left with, let's let's go over that with what we're currently left with. Um yeah. we're left with Hole, Judas, Haunted, Be Still, Maybe, How I Feel, yeah. Can I have a kiss? Irvine slash Shibis. and if we yep. want to get technical, just because I'm on Spotify right now and they just pop up, we can also include "Dirty Little Secret" and "Not Today" and maybe "Fading." If you're getting really deep into this, but probably not.
1: Yeah, I think I think that you know, in, in moving forward, especially now that we're going to start getting you know the special editions of albums, I'm including Every the day. the deluxe the deluxe editions of albums. So yeah, so we'll we'll include those uh, those final three songs as well.
0: Yeah, I. I don't know. Um, You know, as individual songs, I think I like these songs that I just listed off. But as an album, I just, again, I know we've spoken a lot about this. I do love this album. Like, I really do. But the more I think about it and the more time passes, it's just, it just, the, the collection, the sound of the album didn't, like, flow as well without the singles. I really think what you said was mm-hmm. true was, was true earlier about like yeah. the singles, even though they weren't massive singles, they kind of were a bit of an anchor and they did represent the sound of the whole album. Um, so I do, ha- I mean, I do have my pick for what I think this, the really the only single choice here would be. And I think a lot of people would agree with me, not everyone, but I think how I feel is the maybe obvious answer. Um, and I think it was kind of silly for them to not choose yep. it, but. I don't see any other single choices here. I really, I I don't. Um, I know some people maybe argue, maybe can I have a kiss? Great song, but I don't think you would do anything on radio. Again, 2007 lens.
1: Yeah. And I'm sort of feeling the same way when it comes to maybe because I love that song as well. I love it. I just, I I just don't think it's a radio friendly song. And again, especially now that we're looking at a 2007 lens. um, Yeah. I just don't feel it. I mean, for me and, you know, the sort of tipping my hand, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, where we're going to get at the end of this episode. But, you know, this is the weakest album um, for me, uh, like the weakest. It's going to be right behind thankful. Um, and, and that's not to say that I don't love the collection of songs. There's a lot of songs in there that I really do like. Um, but again, you know, this album, you know, is so is so tough to decide where it lives in sort of the 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 lexicon of Kelly's career because it's such a it is just such a temperamental and complicated album um, that we all love you know as a whole but you know you kind of take away some of the reasons why we really love it I mean let's be honest you know you take sober off of this album and it's like you know you have a baseball team and you remove their best player, and now you see how good they were bad they really are. Um, you know, you're taking away a lot when you take away the song that many consider to be their favorite song of her career.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, and even despite my, I mean, Sober is one of my top five. I think, despite maybe being like my top two, um, and I, I, you know, I would, I will go down with that ship. I love that song, but again, when you're, you know, that's not necessarily like the anchor of the album. I really do think that sober is kind of what really uh, made the album what it is because it really encompassed so many different sounds and emotions as well. Um, Mm -hmm. And never again, despite it, I don't think it was a good single choice in general. I think it was one of the best single choices for the album. Um, When you take that away, it's like, where's never again? Like it, 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 despite it being a very hard quote unquote song for pop radio, it definitely still fit like the pop uh, formula, so yeah, it's really hard. So, is how I feel your your choice for single? You think?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think that's the the obvious, easy choice from this entire list. I mean, if if I were really pressed to make another decision, whew, um, I would maybe say. Like I'm I'm even highly considering some of the the like bonus. Well songs. that's what I was gonna say. I was gonna
0: say if I had to choose another one, if I had to, I was gonna choose maybe like not today.
1: That's the one I was looking at too.
0: It's very um Yeah. It's definitely has that like upbeat pop vibe, but still keeps a little bit yeah. of a rock twist to it. Um easily could have been an on the album, not a bonus track. I think that would have been definitely a commercial song that like people would have like vibed with.
1: Mm-hmm. But Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I feel I feel comfortable making that my other my other choice and which and it stinks because, you know, that's a song that, you know, not necessarily everyone knows, even, you know, amongst Kelly fans. It's not a, you know, widely circulated song. There's still some people out there who have the My December album that never heard that song. Yeah,
0: because I it was only available in certain markets. And I mean, luckily, it's now on like it's on streaming. But um, for years, you know, there wasn't like a deluxe physical version of my december i think it was like an itunes thing right yeah Yeah, so anyway shall we move on to the next album
1: we shall it is all i ever wanted and this is another album where we are losing a decent number of singles uh pam i ended up pulling um four songs off of this album we've got my life would suck without you i do not hook up all i ever wanted and already gone.
0: Are we including cry? Cause wasn't that a single like somewhere?
1: Yeah, you're right. We really should include that song. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to lose five.
0: Okay. So, out- right, so
1: I will remove that from my yeah. list.
0: So we are left over with these songs. Um, Don't let me stop you. If I can't have you save you a lot of use. <laughs> yes. Why you want to bring me down? Long shot. Impossible. Ready. I want you. If no one will listen. Tip of my tongue, the day we fell apart, and Can We Go Back? Yes. So I think this is a solid album. Solid I do
1: too. Solid,
0: solid pop album. Um, I almost put this as my first choice. I'm not gonna lie. I didn't, but it was very close. Um
1: Yeah, it's still really, really good. It
0: is fantastic. Oops, I just I didn't mean to play Impossible! <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I know it's Jeremy's Why sleep, must you torture but, me? No, I, I have Spotify open and I just pressed it and I just know Jeremy loves that song. <laughs> that was funny. Yes. Um, anyway, yeah, such a, I don't know. I mean, there are so many single options here. There really are. And I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it, this was definitely a an album that s- could have done really even better than it did in 2009 had it had the current yeah. single choices. Uh, I mean, already gone was a smash hit. My life would suck without you was a smash hit. I do not hook up was like eh, sort of sort of ish. Yeah,
1: that's that. That's the one I could have I could have done without. I mean, I love the song. Yeah. I still vibe to it. But if there was going to be a song that I would definitely have said, eh, maybe let's do a take see back sees on on one song. It would be that one.
0: But I, I really think you know, and we've said this many times, like the bonus tracks are like so good, and they should not have been bonus tracks. They should have just made no. like a giant giant standard album or replaced a few of yep. the songs. But I I think that like, you know, we have a couple of Katy Perry pen songs on here, uh Long Shot and I Do Not Hook Up and Um I just this is a really difficult choice for me to pick a single. I mean I know I've like have not shut up about saying if I can't have you, I think it would have done so well. I really do. Mm-hmm. Um especially in two thousand nine. But I also think that like maybe Long Shot would have done fairly well. Um, and maybe tip of my tongue. I don't know. It might've done okay. Um, and then selfishly, I just want to say, can we go back? Cause I really do think it is like the perfect pop rock song there. It still could have done pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe I have four choices, but I guess if I had to choose one, it's going to be, if I can't have you.
1: Uh, I would agree with, I, if I can't have you excellent choice, I'm still going to die on the hill for, I want you. I still think that that is of all the songs on the album, that is the most earworm song um, just because of the cadence in it. And I think it's one that's easily rememberable or memorable. Um, And it just, it fits pop radio so well, you know, again, you're thinking now back to 2009. Yes, it would absolutely fit in that sort of realm. And, I still to this day love that song, and I'm with you. I mean, you picked pretty much all the same ones for me. I mean, I love "If I Can't Have You." I obviously love "Long Shot" uh, as a single and as a song itself. Uh, "I Want You" for sure. Can we go back? Uh, is just it was almost sad that that song didn't make the proper album itself um, because it was such a strong song. And it's it's almost like I want to know, you know, what happened? Like, how did that song? Get such small scraps when it came to you know some other much weaker songs that were on that album. I mean, I'll I'll trade. Can we go back for why you want to bring me down all day? I
0: just don't understand why it's not even on streaming. At least in the states, yeah. it's not because um, it was a Japanese. Sing. It was on the Japanese physical album, so I mean, you can find yeah. it on YouTube, and you know, but it's just it's crazy. Um, I was going to say something and I just like lost my train of thought. Oh, I want you. I feel like even though it's definitely not one of my choices, I kind of get what you're saying because I'm trying to think what else was popular around like 2009 ish. And I'm, I don't remember the exact year of the song and I'm pretty sure it was around that time, but I, for some reason, I'm getting like fireflies by owl city vi- vibes. Do you get, I don't know. Cause they're both just like, yeah. I don't know. The musical elements, they're just kind of like cutesy and, I don't know. I think I I kind of get what you're saying.
1: Um, I think it was just, it was a, it was a a optimistic time for the world and the country. And and pop music. It was just, that was such a
0: solid year for pop music.
1: Yeah. There was so much just happy music around in 2009. And that song, I mean, is just dripping in like sugary sweetness. Um, It, you know, it really deserved more light than it got and it deserved to be, you know, not buried near the end of the album. Um, I think it would have done quite well uh, if it had ever been a single. Um, And I'll, I'll argue that uh, all day long. So yeah. um, I'm, I feel very confident putting, I want you on that album.
0: This is kind of a, you know, a side thing, but speaking of 2009 music, for anyone listening, if you haven't heard and Jeremy, I don't know if you have, if you have not heard the United state of pop, remix it's called united state of pop by i think dj earworm is that his name i think it might be yeah look it up it is i don't i just i would go on youtube i'm not sure if it's streaming anywhere but look it up on youtube they do uh include a bit of my life would suck without you but it's just such a fun nostalgic um just a a nice mashup of what was popular that that year and it's bound to make you very happy so
1: Yeah. And and you'll go down a rabbit hole of those because they were really, I mean, I don't know if they're still releasing them, but they were releasing those like in mid to late December every year for several years. Cause I even remember after a while, my radio station started to play them on new year's Eve because it was a really cool, like it would be like the last song we would play right before midnight because it was kind of this really cool wrap up of all the really great songs of that year. Um, and it, I mean, it, was just so well done. So, yeah, look up those DJ earworms. They're but really, really good. 2009,
0: cool. in my opinion, is the best one. And I think it is the most famous one. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway. It
1: might have been one of the first. It might have
0: been, yeah. And Kelly makes a small cameo. So um, check yeah. that out. Um, all right. Should we go to Stronger?
1: Yes, let's go to Stronger. All right. So with Stronger, again, this is another one of Kelly's best albums. And we are going to lose a pretty significant chunk of the album. Uh, So we're going to lose Mr. Know-It-All. We're going to lose Stronger, Dark Side, Don't You Want to Stay.
0: Yeah. And we are left over with our Honestly, You Love Me, Einstein, Standing in Front of You, I Forgive You, Hello, The War Is Over, Let Me Down, You Can't Win, Breaking Your Own Heart, Alone. Don't be a girl about it. The sun will rise. And why don't you try?
1: Another solid album. This
0: is pretty solid. Um, it's funny. Like, I think, I mean, we know that Dark Side didn't, it, it definitely got some airplay. I mean, Jeremy, you can tell me Mm -hmm. it got some airplay. Yeah. I mean, we, it, it, that, I mean, it was, it did have like an official like single release. Um, I don't, I think out of all the singles, it probably was the least successful. Yeah, but and then Mr. Know it all, you know, despite a lot of people not liking it as the first single, it actually I remember at least in New York, it got a good amount of airplay. It really did. And like people know it like it. Yeah, it did well. It really did.
1: Yeah, there's there's a category in uh in radio for for some contemporary formats like your your top 40s and your hot adult contemporaries. Uh There's a category that's called gold and we use gold songs as like your, you know, Early to mid 2000s, 2010s, 2020s, maybe not even 2020 yet. Uh, those are like, you know, kind of your older pop songs that are still very familiar. People still love and we can still break them out and people are going to know what that song is. And Mr. Know-It-All is definitely one of those songs that like if you're listening to an adult top 40 station. So a station that, you know, doesn't go so far as like your your Kiss FM type stations. um, You know, you could very well hear a deep cut from Kelly uh, like that. And when I say deep cut, I mean like older single, uh, like mister Know No-It-All still.
0: Interesting. That's actually good to know. Yeah. And uh, obviously, we know Stronger was just the smash hit. And then Mm -hmm. Don't You Want to Stay was a major crossover hit on country radio, but also made its way into the pop world a little bit. Probably a little bit more on the hot adult contemporary, not the top 40, but with the duet with Jason Aldean. Massive, massive, massive hit.
1: Another song that you might still hear.
0: Yeah. So I really do think this is a pretty solid list. Um it's a it's a good solid uh collection, um, including the bonus tracks. Why don't you try if you're unfamiliar with that song? I believe it was an I think it was an iTunes only song. Again, you could find it on YouTube, but uh great 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 ballad. Um, yep. I don't know what my there's a lot of options here for singles. Oh I mean
1: It's, it's easy for me. It's, I forgive you. That's right. I mean, I, I absolutely love that song and I think that it is the pop rockiest of the pop rock songs on this album. Very closely followed by let me down. Um, I think that both of those are excellent songs. And I have to say that while I still, and I never didn't love this song but I kind of have a little bit of a rekindled love for this song after a recent appearance on the Kelly Clarkson show. And that is the song alone. I, I forget how much I love that song. And it is, it is unfortunate that it didn't get a fair shake because I mean, that's a really good trio of awesome pop rock songs from this particular album. I forgive you. Let me down and alone. I mean, those are all, roll the windows down, crank them up, and just scream along with them. Yeah.
0: I think if, like, you know, if we took the singles out and we had a first single off this album, I think I Forgive You would be a very successful song. I don't think it would have been nearly as big as Stronger or, like, Biggest Since You've mm-hmm. Gone. But I think it would have done really well. Um, Let Me Down is the one that I've always said, like, when we did our album breakdown and should have been a single. Or, we know, we didn't do the album breakdown for this yet. We didn't do this one yet. Well...
1: Yeah, we have Is actually the next album That's, we do. Okay,
0: well then then the should have been a single. I've always said let me down. And I I don't necessarily take that back cuz I think it is like my favorite one of my favorites from the album. But again, if I'm putting on my hat of fans who are casual listeners as well as the big fans, I think I have to change my answer to you can't win. By no means is this my favorite song here at all. I love it, but it's not my favorite by mm-hmm. any stretch. But I think lyrically, it resonates with so many people, no matter what background you're part of, no matter what kind of music you're into. People listening to the lyrics are like, oh, this is, this is me. And I feel like it would be such a good song for people to like scream in the car, just have on in the background. And it's so catchy and it can definitely get stuck in your head. So I think You Can't mm-hmm. Win would have been a very, very, very solid choice for even like an actual single, like a fourth or fifth single. I don't know. But I guess I'm gonna go with I forgive you or you can't win.
1: Nice. I like that choice. Yeah. I also would uh I would accept votes for hello as well. Um that's another song that I really do like. And you know the, the more I think about it, yeah, I mean You Can't Win did really have a really good catchy hook. Um so yeah, I would I would put it on that list as well. And
0: lyrically I just think it's so it's it's kind of timeless, you know, people, as long as the media is around, which it's going to be around forever, um, especially social media, this was like, we had Facebook, I mean, MySpace back in the day, but this was like when, you know, Instagram was, came out like a year later, and Twitter was around, and you know, Facebook was at its peak during 2011, and it's just so, people are always doing comparison, and I really think, I think it's a really solid choice for a song, and um i don't know maybe it'll see the light of day one day but um i also think you love me could have been good yeah there really there really aren't too many bad choices on here there are a few i mean yeah. maybe we wouldn't pick einstein but like
1: <laughs> well and that's what i was just going to quickly mention that unfortunately this album while being very very well stacked in the non single arena You know, does have my two kind of cringiest songs from Kelly when it comes to lyrical content um, and even titles. And that would be Einstein and Don't Be a Girl About It. Um, You know, they're just lyrically they're They just missed the boat. And I mean, they are what they are. They're out there. They're not they're not going to suddenly remove them from the albums. Um, But, yeah, they're they're just the ones that I still sort of cringe. And oftentimes I will skip whenever I'm uh, whenever I'm listening through.
0: Yeah. Same here.
1: Okay, we're going to now hit up our very first of the holiday releases for Kelly. This would be the Wrapped in Red album. And Christmas albums are a little bit different because there's really no rules when it comes to whether or not you know radio stations can play songs. I mean, really... When it comes to a Christmas album, everything is sort of fair game. Now, that said, there are still official releases off of albums. And when it comes to the Wrapped in Red album, there have been two official single releases. There was Underneath the Tree and then also uh, Wrapped in Red. And that's really all that we have to pluck off of this album, which kind of sucks because those are pretty much the two best songs from the album, especially when it comes to Underneath the Tree. So we're still left with a pretty healthy-sized album. We've got Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Run Run Rudolph, Please Come Home for Christmas, Every Christmas, Blue Christmas, Baby It's Cold Outside, Winter Dreams, White Christmas, My Favorite Things, Four Carrots, Just for Now, Silent Night, I'll Be Home for Christmas, and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel. So, Pam, I know this is a little harder when it comes to the Christmas albums and you know, plucking singles off. Because like I said, when it comes to Christmas stations, Christmas radio stations, even Christmas um uh Spotify playlists or, you know, satellite radio Christmas stations, they can take any song they want. You know, maybe they want to switch it up one year and they want to play some different versions of White Christmas. They could add Kelly's version and they don't, you know, they don't need anybody's permission for that. They can just do it. And Next thing you know, you know, maybe it catches on and, you know, it's a quote unquote single from the album or it's a popular release from the album. But we do know for a fact that two singles wrapped in red underneath the tree were officially released by RCA as releases from this album. So that's why Christmas albums are just are kind of a little dicey when it comes to that. And again, as I said near the top of the show, I'll Be Home for Christmas was released as an iTunes single early on, that was actually a live version or maybe it was a studio, it was a studio version, but then she went back and put it on wrapped in red. We're not counting that as a single. Uh, It was just a separate release and it was added to the album later.
0: Yeah. I don't know because like, yeah, as you said, there are so many options here because there are no rules and it's, it's not like a standard pop album when you have to have a certain formula or you have to know what's, what's popular at that time. Christmas music is timeless. It really is. So, if I were to choose an a cover, um, I might have to do "Silent Night," um, specifically for country radio because, like, your standard yeah. pop fans. I'm sorry, for anyone listening who, but your standard pop fans who don't like country music aren't gonna give two, you know what's about a duet with Reba and Trisha Yearwood. Um, not that they're not gonna right. like it, but they're not gonna be like, "Oh my God, wow." Um, so I would think like silent night, maybe more on the, maybe on the country front, even though it's not a country song, but I don't know as far, or maybe, uh, maybe blue Christmas. Um,
1: yeah, I was leaning towards that one too. Yeah.
0: Also, this is going to sound really bad. Some of these songs, I don't know if they're originals or covers. I know that's so bad. I'm just, I, <laughs> I don't know. Is, is, is every Christmas an original song or no? I have no idea.
1: I believe that's an original. Yeah.
0: Okay. I'm so bad. Um, And Please Come On For Christmas is a cover, right? Correct. Gosh, I'm so bad at this. Um, If I had to choose an original song, it's a little controversial, but I think Winter Dreams because it's just so much fun. It's so fun, and it's so much fun to sing along to, and I just, um, I think people would really... Resonate with it. I know it's controversial and whatever. Um, oh, but if we were to choose one more song that would be a cover, I think my favorite things. Everyone knows it. I think mm-hmm. it would just do really well. And, you know, I mean, I just, I think people would be like, oh, Kelly's version of this is really great. Everyone knows the song. Yeah. So this is hard. I don't know my answer. That's why I'm like rambling. I don't really know.
1: I kind of like how you picked an original and a cover as well, or, or like a a standard. Yeah. I like how you did that. So I think I'll do the same thing. I think for me, I'm going to go with four carrots for my Mm -hmm. original. I love that Um, song. I, yeah. Um, I, I remember picking this song in our first fantasy draft. Um, and I just think it's, it's a good, cute song and it's different. You know, it's a, we don't get a lot of really decent original Christmas tunes. And, and Kelly has been really good at that with both of her Christmas albums. Um, but I think that four carrots is is kind of a fun. It's kind of like it almost feels a little like an updated Santa baby, yeah, if you will, absolutely um, kind of for the you know, the new generation, only not as, you know, not in the same sort of cadence as as Santa Baby. But uh, I do really like four carrots. it's it's one that kind of puts a smile on my face. my My cover choice is pretty easy, although I do like yours of Blue Christmas. I'm gonna go with I'll Be Home for Christmas. And I think this one's a little bit more of a sentimental choice just because I've seen her perform it live and it's a a Christmas song that I really do like. And so I really, really love her version of that particular song. And I think it would fit in very well in and amongst all of the other Christmas songs that get played on Christmas radio uh, during the holiday season.
0: I think the beauty of this is that there are no wrong answers. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I do think your choice of winner of Winter in dreams was a little controversial because in my head, you know, I'm just imagining that is a song that is going to be forgotten from Hear me out. from her perspective and Hear
0: Me Out. Taking out taking out like the obvious of the song, if yeah. we just focusing on the song. Mm-hmm. I think it's a good choice. It is. I, just again we're taking out the, you know, the guy who shall not be named. We're taking all that out. We're taking the whole history of, you know, of their marriage and relationship out of this. We're just focusing on the song itself. That's like thinking, think of like piece by piece, you know, it's still an amazing song. We're probably never going to hear it again, but like just thinking of the song itself, I mean, it's never going to happen. I, I understand that, but um, yeah, I think it's an incredible song. I think it's, it's such a great pop song Um, and it's so much fun, Yeah, but yes, I know we have to be yeah. realistic here.
1: All right, should we move to piece by piece, Pam? Let's do it. All right, so with piece by piece, we are going to be removing three songs from the album. Uh, We are going to be removing Heartbeat Song. We're going to remove Invincible. And we are obviously going to remove piece by piece as well. Now that leaves us with someone, Take You High, Run, 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 I Had a Dream, Let Your Tears Fall, Tightrope, War paint, Dance With Me, Nostalgic, Good Goes the By, Bad Reputation, In the Blue, and Second Wind. And Pam, this is the album that I think is actually just as good, if not, weirdly enough, might even be better without the singles.
0: Yeah, because the singles... We're not good choices. I'm sorry. I mean, Piece by Piece was an accidental single. So like, we're going to admit that, but like, Invincible, great song, but like, shouldn't have been a single. Heartbeat song. Just a meh. Heartbeat song is like, cute. We know River loved mm-hmm. it, but aside from River loving it, it's like, fine. Um, yeah, I think this is probably better without those songs. Um, I, I, you know, I don't love all the songs that are left over. I don't like, I don't really love Good Goes the Buy. Um, I don't love Run, Run, Run by any means. Um, but overall, it's a pretty solid list. It really is. Yeah. Um, and I have a lot of options for possible singles here. I really do. Um, mm-hmm. I think someone may have been an okay single. I get, I don't remember. I don't know. Ballads like in 2015 they were a thing but like they weren't like the most successful but someone may have done mm. could have done maybe oak pretty well um i think take you high could have been a really great single because during that time it was definitely a lot of the um i mean i'm not calling take you high a dubstep song by any means or an even like an edm song but there are <laughs> definitely edm elements to it that kelly has never done before so i think it could have actually done decently given it was the kinds of songs that were popular during that time. Um, I think Warpate could have done pretty well. And we all know this. I'm sorry. The song that should have been the the number one single should have been second wind. It's criminal that it was on the deluxe version. It's criminal.
1: Yeah. I mean, you think about that about the time that this album was out, this was sort of at the apex of when like Taylor Swift's 1989 was sort of the gold standard of pop albums. And I think that, you know, you put, and I'm not trying to pit the two albums against each other. Cause 1989 was, I think that was 2014, but still like, I mean, that album carried for a long time. You know, you think about the songs that came out on that album sonically, I'm not talking about, you know, lyrically or, you know, whatever sonically, you know, those songs don't match up with the songs from piece by piece. Um, But I think there are some songs on this album that could stand better and sound better on pop radio next to like the Taylor Swift type songs. And, you know, I say Dance With Me is a great choice for that. Second Wind is a great choice. Even Nostalgic. This is a song that I sort of. I go in waves on this song where like I rediscover it and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, I love this song. It's so good." And then I kind of I'm off of it for a while and then I sort of rediscover it and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh, why have I not been listening to this song?" It's one of those just really, really great songs that you you forget is so good off of this album and I get really excited about it. Um I know that people have a sort of love-hate relationship with the studio version of Tightrope versus the live version. I still think Tightrope is a solid song on this album as well. I
0: think you're right. I actually kind of missed, I kind of passed over that. I think Tightrope would have been, could have been really great. It's a, I think, I think the studio version is just as good as Live. Um, I really do. I think they're both fantastic. Um, and I don't think this would have been like the best single, but I think it like could have actually done decently. Maybe bad reputation. I know I've spoken about it a lot. Um, I wouldn't say it was Mm -hmm. like a lead single by any means, but like, I think vocally, it's so good. It is so catchy. Um, it's really upbeat. I think the moral of the story is that there are a lot of possible options on this album because this o- this album does get a lot of hate. Um, and I don't know. I think maybe collectively, it's not the most cohesive, but I think as songs go, it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. It's, it's good.
1: I am, too. I am, too. So, yeah, I I was going to say when I after I took the singles off of piece by piece, I kind of stepped back and looked at it. And I'm like, this is still a solid album. And actually, it might even have improved uh, by the removal of those songs. I mean, again, you know, we have a special place in our heart for for the singles from albums. But, man, this is still really, really solid. And like you said, a lot of really good, easy choices when it comes to singles. Yeah.
0: Should we go to Meeting a Life? Let's do it. All right. Uh, media life. We are removing how many songs? Three,
1: four. Yeah, we're moving three. three. Our singles are Love So Soft, Heat, and I Don't Think About You. Now, we need to do a little bit of clarification on this album because there are a couple of songs that were released prior to the album coming out, but they weren't what we are going to define as actual singles on the album. The first one, Pam, is Move You. Why don't you explain that one?
0: Yeah. So Move You came out September 2017, the exact same day as Love So Soft. And it was kind of released as an instant grat track. So, meaning you instantly got it when, when, um, when Love So Soft came out. But it wasn't something that RCA was, or sorry, um, Atlantic rather, was pushing out as a single. They weren't promoting it on the radio it was just like kind of a here's another song for you to listen to um
1: back in the old days they might have referred to that as a b-side yeah. like if you were to get like a 45 record you know movie would have been the b-side to love so soft so it
0: was basically a song that came out on spotify on apple the same day that love so soft did but love so soft out of those two was the only one to get like marketed and pushed out
1: the other song that came out prior to the release of the album was the title track meaning of life um This one's a little weirder because, yes, the song was put out, but it never really garnered any significant radio play. In fact, we looked it up, and the only country that it even charted was in Slovakia. And shout out to our Slovak uh, listeners, but I don't really think that we are going to qualify that as an actual single. So we are going to keep Meaning of Life on this particular album um, for the sake of this example, uh, and our, our pathway that we're going through
0: here. Yeah. It did also get a music video, but it wasn't, um, it, you know, it was like seven months after the song had come out, but yeah. it wasn't for, again, it wasn't for necessarily a promotional purpose of promoting the song as like a marketable radio campaign. It was a Mother's Day right. thing. So, yeah. um, again, it's a little different than what we're usually used to, but. At, yeah, a little gray area. As there, we so. know, the music industry is constantly changing and constantly evolving, and that is a prime example of uh, a non-single single. So yeah,
1: all right. So so what are we left with, sure. Pam? We
0: are left with a minute. Uh, meaning of life, move you. Whole lot of woman, medicine, cruel. Didn't I? Would you call that love? Slow dance. Don't you pretend and go high.
1: Well, I feel like I don't even have to ask you what song you yeah. would <laughs> push for a single off of this collection. Uh, if
0: you've listened to any episode, you probably know. Yes, my choice would be Medicine. Um, and I'm trying to think. I think Menial Life, like, I, I had, that's probably my second favorite on this album. I think it could have done decently. I don't I don't know. I have to think about that a bit more. Menial Life could have done okay. Um, even Move You. I mean, a lot of people don't like Move You, and I understand it's like, so schmaltzy and it's so cheesy and I totally understand this but I think sometimes cheesy does really well and again going back to the whole sitting in the back of your minivan putting on the radio for the casual listener I think in the same vein as you can't win the lyrics to move you are very relatable and mm-hmm. I think people would resonate with it really well and her vocals sound great. It's a great production, but I think for us like diehards, we're like, eh. it's like not mm-hmm. the best song. But I don't know. I'm gonna go with Medicine, Move You, and maybe Meaning of Life. Yeah, I mean, don't you pretend I think could have done okay, and didn't I maybe would have been okay? But I don't think I'm gonna choose either of those.
1: Yeah. You know, this is the album that we sort of talk about as having, you know, the really good side A and the just okay side B. Um, You know, of course, we're referring to the vinyl version of the album where, you know, you've got really, really strong songs in the first like six or seven songs. Then you flip it over to side B and you've got your, you know, would you call that love slow dance go high, Um, you know, songs that are they're good. They're not what we would call great songs. I don't think they were ever considered for uh for singles um i would think that like the best song from side b is easily cruel um i've always had kind of a soft spot for that song i do really like it um but yeah i gotta say pam i I agree i think medicine could have been a single i'm still gonna stick with my all-time choice and say that whole lot of woman uh would have been an excellent first single from this particular collection um, and it's also funny because I've noticed that, you know, the more that I talk about how I love Whole Lot of Woman, uh, there is definitely some hate out there for that song. And we kind of hear about it every time we bring it up in any sort of grand gesture on the podcast, we get, you know, a couple people chiming in like, Oh, I hate Whole Lot of Woman. It's such a dumb song. I'm pretty
0: sure um, Rob hates Rob it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and everybody's entitled to their opinions. I mean, we we absolutely encourage people to, you know, share their their loves and hates for particular songs. Um I just think that it has everything that you would want in a really great fun pop song and um I will always, you know, think of this song whenever I think of this album.
0: Yeah, it's funny speaking of hate because I feel like a lot I've I've gotten hate for this. A lot of people love, would you call that love? and that's by far my least favorite on the album and i i don't hate it i just find it like there i always skip it mm-hmm. um i can't hear it on the radio i can't i really can't um but i know yeah. i know we're going to get people being like oh my god that's my choice for single and that's fine you're totally yeah m- maybe you know what it could do really well you know despite us both having music backgrounds we don't know everything by any means and you know songs that i think would do really well um don't and vice versa you know so i think that's that kind of the cool part and it's also a bit of a gamble in the music industries it's kind of hard you never know what's going to do well some songs that you think are going to be smash hits aren't and vice versa piece by piece for example no one thought that was going to do really well and then it's the biggest song from that album and one of her biggest ever who would have ever,
1: yeah. ever thought that? Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, and I sort of have the same feeling when it comes to Slow Dance. Um, that's a song that I particularly like, and um, I always like to listen to it whenever you know I'm, I'm going through the album, uh, but I never would picture that on the radio at all. Um, it's just one of those songs that I'm just like, Oh, it's kind of like, it's just for me. You know, I don't have to share it with everybody who's out there listening to Kelly's music on the radio. This one's just kind of for us. And it's a, it's a nice little treat for the fans. Um, and I know that there's some people that don't like that song and that's fine. Uh, but that's, you know, that's kind of mine that I'm sort of a little sentimentally attached to when it comes to this. album. Yeah.
0: I don't know the more, like when, when this album came out and this whole era, like I was obsessed. I love this album. I Just, I think they did such great promo during it for fans and she was everywhere. But now that we're four and a half years removed from this album, I don't love it as much as I used to. And that also could just be like, you know, my musical taste has changed. Um, And, you know, I, for some reason now I love piece by piece a lot more, you know, it's, I think that's kind of cool that Mm -hmm. like our taste can change and evolve over time. Um, So I don't love this collection of, like leftovers I think there are a couple that I'm very passionate about and there's a lot that I'm a little passive and like meh about and you know my this sh- my choice may change in you know by the time this comes out you know 10 days from now um yeah. I have no idea but it's just something I've been noticing a little bit lately where I'm like I don't love this album as much as I did four and a half years ago and I don't mm-hmm. really know why but um it happens and that's okay
1: One last album in Kelly's catalog to go through sans the singles. And that is when Christmas comes around Uh, with this one. We're only losing two songs. We're going to lose Christmases and cancel just you and Santa. Can't you hear me? Uh, You know, Pam with this particular album, this is one where I think that the originals are better than the standards versus wrapped in red where I think that the standards are better than the originals with the exception of, uh, under the tree or underneath the tree rather. Uh, so here's what we're left with on Christmas comes around. Uh, Merry Christmas, baby. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, Merry Christmas to the one I used to know rocking around the Christmas tree glow, Santa, baby, last Christmas, jingle bell rock, blessed Christmas, come early under the mistletoe. All I want for Christmas is you and Christmas Eve again. Once again, uh, the last three songs were sort of bonus tracks because those were all released separately, uh, weren't official released singles. They were just sort of one offs um, that were released uh, prior, like the year prior to uh, the album coming out, and actually, even in some cases, earlier than that, because I think Christmas Eve was
0: it was 2017 or 2018
1: I was saying cuz was Christmas Eve the first song that she ever released for Atlantic no
0: meaning of life as the album was was that
1: first the okay. meaning a okay. life
0: album was but then Christmas Eve came out um fairly soon after yeah
1: okay i wasn't sure which came first but so yeah um you know, again, this one I really love the originals on here much more than I do the covers. That said, you know, when we were first anticipating the album, we were sort of shooting out some covers that we would like for her to do. We did nail several of them, and I do like the fact that she did them. I love the fact that she did Santa Baby. I love the fact that she did Last Christmas. I love the arrangement on that one. Um, but you know, when you put those up against songs like "Merry Christmas to the One I Used to Know" and "Blessed." And even I'll even say uh, Christmas Eve. I know that one's not everybody's favorite, but I really love it. I mean, I think those are much much better than the uh, the standards that she does on the album.
0: Yeah, definitely, the originals on this are have way more depth than the originals mm-hmm. on uh, Wrapped in Red. And Wrapped in Red was definitely a fun album. She was in a very different place in her life, very different mindset. She was mm-hmm. very happy and i mean aside from just for now but she didn't even write that that's a cover um but so that yeah that's not even an original song but when christmas comes around the originals i think have so much heart to them and they're mm. so personal and we know what's going on and i think i think that's that's also why maybe we gravitate towards those more um you know yeah. hearing uh, merry christmas to the one i used to know merry christmas baby blessed christmas come early like it's like almost like diary entries it seems and i think that's what makes it Mm -hmm. so special for us where it's and it she's right you know christmas 2021 for everyone in the world was very different compared to christmas 2013 and you know there's just a lot of uncertainty going on right now all people have a, a lot more um to be cautious of and be upset over just you know given COVID and we're all recovering from just everything that's going on in the world and it's just a weird time for everyone so um i definitely resonated with the originals more so because it also just even when the album dropped it dropped mid-october it just every just thing seemed confusing and um i think that's the good part about this album it's just as she said there's so many different feelings and that you can encompass with this album i'm not sure if i make any sense but it was just uh it's a very different type of Christmas album than anyone has ever used to. That's kind of the end of the story with that, but
1: yeah. And, and she said that, you know, not all Christmas albums and not all Christmas songs are happy. You know, some of them have to deal with really heavy emotions. And I think she's, she was brave to, you know, make an album that was very raw when it comes to the emotions in it. I mean, a lot of people think of joy and happiness when it comes to Christmas. I mean, you listen to almost anybody's Christmas albums And a lot of them are about, you know, serene winter landscapes or opening presents under the tree or getting together with family. It's all about, you know, togetherness and joy and light. And, you know, Kelly really went to kind of a dark place for this Christmas album. And I think that it so fit the mood of where so many people were at the time that it was kind of like the perfect Christmas album for this era. You know, we're going to. You know, say in seven years that you know when Christmas comes around was great for 2021, but you know now in 2027, you know everything is back to normal and we're happy and we're thriving and we need a really upbeat Christmas album. Um, And and just like how you're making the uh, the example between this and Wrapped in Red,
0: yeah, because again, I wouldn't even say it's more of like a sadder album. It's just a more realistic album because let's be honest, yes, all the snowflakes and happiness and caroling and all that stuff, it's great. But the reality is despite COVID or not, the the reality of, of the Christmas time is like, it's a really, it can be, it can be very exciting for people, but it can also be very overwhelming. It can be really triggering. People can have financial issues, health issues. So I really think that her putting out this album with the original tracks was just like, it was kind of that like breath of fresh air we all needed or a lot of us needed. I know I did. Mm. Um, so I, it almost doesn't even seem like a Christmas album with those originals. And that's what I think I like.
1: With that all said, I think that, you know, I would still vote for Christmas Eve to be a release single and I would probably throw blessed in there as well. I think like for me, blessed is like the sober of this album. Um, you know, it's probably not going to see the light of day, but it is one of those songs that, I mean, and you saw it, you know, in the, during the time of the album promotion, so many people gravitated to this song to the point where I think that was one of the reasons why she ultimately ended up doing a live performance of it because she saw how many people were loving and connecting with that song.
0: Yeah. I think bless could, I think there's a lot of options here. If we're going for original songs, um, I think Christmas Eve, which I'm starting to like now. um, It's hard because that technically was a single. I know we're getting in the weird, technical area and same with like under the mistletoe um i think i've started to really like that song um bless is a good one i think and i know i w- didn't shut up about this or late last year but merry christmas baby i think maybe not like the best single choice but i think it could have done pretty well and uh it's just kind of like a nice sultry fu, but it kind of takes you a mm-hmm. minute to realize that and sonically, I think it would work really well for radio. Again, as we're saying, like most Christmas songs could work. Obviously, like I don't think Merry Christmas to the one I used to know maybe would be the best choice, but I don't know. Maybe maybe yeah. it could be. But if we're looking at the covers, um, I think I got to go with uh, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. I just think it's so fun.
1: Yeah, I would go with that one too. Yeah. All right, Pam. So all that's left is for us to rank the albums. Uh, Again, we are ranking these solely off of the songs that are remaining after we take the singles off of them. So are you ready for your ranking one through nine of the Kelly Clarkson albums without their singles?
0: Yes. Oh, man, this is rough because there are two of them that I don't know where to place, but we're just going to we're just going to do it um okay all right so i put for number eight and nine i i put the two christmas albums there not that i don't like them i just thought it was very difficult for me to try to um rank these it just i had a very mm-hmm. hard time so i put when christmas comes around as number nine and wrapped in red is number eight it was just I, just I just had to do that number mm-hmm. seven i think i'm gonna go with thankful um numbers uh, number five and six i don't know where to rank these but Got to go with my gut. Number six, I'm going to put Meeting a Life. Uh, number five, I'm going to put My December. Um, number four is going to be Piece by Piece. Number three is Stronger. Number two is All I Ever Wanted. And number one is Breakaway.
1: All right. Uh, for my rankings, um, I ranked the Christmas albums a little bit higher. I actually had My December at number nine.
0: Okay, that's fair.
1: Um, you know, there's, it's just, it was just lacking once you took the singles off. And especially when you lose something like sober, I mean, it really casts a shadow over that entire album. Uh, I had thankful at number eight. Uh, my number seven was meaning of life. My number six was when Christmas comes around and then number five was wrapped in red. So I actually had the Christmas albums ranked up a little bit higher. Uh, I think that has a little bit to. To do with me being a very big christmas fan and i just also think that there are really good originals on those christmas albums they just happen to be christmas themed uh pam you and i agreed number four was piece by piece Um, i really wanted to rank this higher uh, because i was just so surprised how much i really liked the look of the album without the singles on it but uh, i kept it at number four number three for me was breakaway and then uh, my number two, I also agreed with you. I put All I Ever Wanted at number two. Again, very surprised. I mean, I love that album. But I didn't think it would get that high on my list, but I put it there at number two. And then I put Stronger at uh, number one. I just think that as an overall, and this is you know sort of tipping my hand a little bit before we do the album breakdown um, in a couple months, but um, you know, I just think that all around, this really is, even though it may not have been as single deep as Breakaway was, I think all around this is Kelly's best album, uh, top to bottom, and there's just a lot of really good songs that were left on the table that that could have made this a great album. Now, you take you know a couple of the songs that we recommended for singles off of that album, and you make them singles, and then take them off, then that album starts to dip a little bit, and then maybe you get you know All I Ever Wanted and Breakaway kind of going a little higher on my list, uh, but because there were so many great songs left on that album that weren't released as singles i mean it was very easy to make that my number one
0: yeah all right guys let us know what you think uh what your ranking is of your favorite albums when you take the singles out let us know um and also let us know what songs you would choose as singles from what's left over um you can find us on instagram twitter and facebook at miss into podcast and uh As always, if you listen to us on Apple and Spotify, please leave us a rating and a review. And uh, I think that's about it for us, right?
1: Yes. You can find all the places that you can listen to Miss Into Podcast at MissIndiePodcast.com. We hope to see you back here next week for another new episode. Until then, we'll see you next time. Bye. You've been listening
0: to Miss Into Podcast, the Kelly Clarkson fan podcast. Miss Into Podcast was written and produced by Jeremy and Pam. Remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be the first to know when a new podcast is posted. Continue the conversation by following the podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Miss Indie Podcast. Send us your questions and comments to MissIndiePodcast at gmail.com.